3: here we go Wait.
4: hello people you would think we'd get better at this
3: <laughs> I was like, what? the show is starting? Uh, that's
4: funny so, welcome to Bible News Radio people this is Hope Darst the song is called Peace Be Still so let's let's enjoy it for a minute I open up the Periscope. tonight, people. Yeah, we do.
0: Mm
4: -hmm. But do me a favor, share this out, okay? So, here's what we're going to do tonight. Or whenever you're watching this. You could be watching this tomorrow, for all I know. Don't know.
1: People, it's not possible. Yeah.
4: What's not possible? It's it's
1: not possible to watch this tomorrow. (laughs) Because it'll never be tomorrow. Whatever day they're watching it, it's today. I mean, it's not September 5th, but... You know, even
4: if they're... I'm going to mute him. <laughs>
1: and I can take you off the screen.
4: Oh, yeah? Go ahead. I dare you. Yeah? I dare you to take me off the screen. And then I'll mute you. And then this will, <laughs> this will be a show that nobody can watch. <laughs> uh, all right. Now, go ahead. You're right. There, there will never be a tomorrow because it's just today, right? So anyway, okay, so it is Labor Day weekend. So if you're watching this show, you must be bored because a lot of people are out doing stuff somewhere else. Uh, but we, we are dedicated people. Yes, we are. We're dedicated to Bible News Radio. So hey, if this is your first time watching our show... I shall tell you, I am the host. Yes, I am right there. Stacy Lynn Harp, I'm your sweet and lovable host. That's what you told me. I never claimed to be sweet and lovable. I just kind of embraced the moniker that you all gave me. You know, Proverbs 27 2 says, well, let another man praise you, a stranger and not your own lips. And that's what you did, people. Uh, so anyway, so uh, hi to everybody out there. Um, Alright, so what we're going to do, I actually have a couple really cool resources I want to show you tonight, and I'm going to, I am going to talk about some news, we're going to talk about some Christian uh, leftist news, you know, some, what I mean by that is, is Christians on the left, liberal Christians, unbiblical Christians, I'll be, I'll just so be blunt, and just say it that way, don't get mad at me, but it's true, Christians on the left are unbiblical. And the reason I say this is because some of the stories we have tonight, you cannot be a biblical Christian and support abortion. You just can't. So we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I want to tell you about an Amazon scam going around uh, that maybe you may or may not have heard of. Uh, I want to tell you about some stuff that's happening with the Hallmark, Hallmark Channel. Uh, I want to tell you a little bit about the the left christians that are attacking franklin graham of course um and i also am going to um share with you a friend of mine uh, and we're gonna do that first randall if you don't mind okay. if you don't mind okay so my friend pam gillespie who is uh she she has worked with precept ministries international she's she's co-taught with the uh, Jan Silvius. Uh, She knows Kay Arthur, who is the founder, co founder of Precept Ministries International. She's a really great Bible teacher. And actually, I met Pam, gosh, it has to be, I don't even know. It's been a while. It's at least 10 years ago. Um, And she has grown so much online as a Bible teacher in her own right. And she has a heart, like I do, um, to mentor women. And people who want to be in Bible studies. So starting September 9th, which is in four days, she is starting what she's calling IGNITE. It's 50 days to confidence in Bible reading. Right there, okay? And so uh, if you go to her website, PamGillespie.com, and I'll spell it. I'm going to spell it three times so those of you who are listening to the audio, you can write it down. But it's Pam, P-A-M. And her last name is G-I-L-L. A-S-P-I-E dot com. So it's kind of like Gill and Aspie together. So P-A-M-G-I-L-L-A-S-P-I-E dot com. P-A-M-G-I-L-L-A-S-P-I-E dot com. Pam Gillespie. There you go. Absolutely adore her. She's wonderful. So what she's doing is she is doing this Ignite 50 Days to Confidence in Bible reading. And I'm just going to tell you a little bit about it. Okay, uh, she's charging $50 for it. It's like a dollar a day. And what it is, is I'm trying to find the the thingy here. Did I, did I miss it? Okay, wait, I have to flip the page. One moment while I wait for the page to flip. Okay. <laughs> so what it is, is it's accountability with access to weekday Zoom calls with Pam. Um, she is using her Ignite study guide and... Uh, sending daily emails and she has this thing where on Sunday she's going to be doing a short video encouragement and reading tip via email. And then you read on your own and then on Monday and Tuesday and also on Thursday and Friday, she she's calling it God time together where in the morning um, you, you check in with her on zoom, you mute your mics, you spend 30 minutes in God's word and then you come back and you debrief together so that's, that's a cool accountability. Um, and, and frankly, everybody needs that. And, and I think it's kind of neat because I know that there are work co-ops that do the same thing. There are business coaches that sell that type of service. I know them. Um, and then she has a weekly class on Wednesday. Saturday, she does another short video. So if you're somebody that struggles with Bible reading and all that... Uh, and you need that handhold, you know, daily accountability, then this is great for you. Um, I'm going to be participating in it uh, because I love Pam, and she gifted this to me cause, because she loves me. <laughs> um, so I just want to say thank you to Pam for letting me do that. Um, but here's the thing, too. Also, this goes hand-in-hand, hand, really uh You know, with what we're doing in Daily Disciples in our Facebook group, I have a lot of friends that are biblical Christians who I've asked to read the Bible. And the reason we're asking you to read the Bible is because the Bible tells us to be in the Word every day, right? Every single day, we are to be a disciple. That's why I call it Daily Disciples. Um, so, um, So if you're not in the Daily Disciples Facebook group, make sure you go over there, join it. And then every day uh, there's somebody new in there that's sharing, uh, that's reading the word, praying. And you know, sometimes we pray for the president, we pray for the election, we pray for pastors, we pray for your needs. But for me, the thing that's kind of neat is that the community is that, you know, we're we're brothers and sisters, right? I mean, like it or not. (laughs) I am your sister, people. If you're in Christ, I'm part of your body. I'm part of your family. yeah, I am. I probably look more like your your mom than your dad. no I'm just kidding <laughs> actually, I look totally like my dad and my grandpa, but anyway, um but the point is is that you know we you can't live the Christian life alone, okay you just can't you need fellowship. And the virtual way to do it is is kind of what we're doing. And, of course, I always tell you as well that it's important for you to be in a local community. Because in the event, God forbid, the Internet ever go down, you're not going to have your virtual community to be able to connect with. You know what I mean? Right, Rachel? Yeah. So, and not, hi, Natasha, my sister from another mother. Yeah, you are. Uh, but anyway, we and hi, let's see who else that came in. Uh, and <clears throat> TR Fun Guy is here, and Don is here, Charity's here. I appreciate you guys coming in. I really do. Um, and I don't know if anybody's on Facebook, but um, anyway. Yes. Okay. Well, you want to say hi to them because I can't see them.
1: I can do that. Cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. All right. Shout out to Jerry and Phyllis. Oh, Phyllis. And... Cool. And who else? There's one other person viewing who has not commented. Welcome.
4: All right, and whoever's on YouTube, there's a couple people over there. Um, I don't know who you are unless you say hi. And Randall wrote, Yesterday and tomorrow are twin thieves that robs us of today. Yeah, he did. He had to do that.
1: It was actually a Robert Hastings that wrote that, but since we're talking about tomorrow and And um, not really ever arriving tomorrow, never arriving. I mean, well, you know, but uh, yeah. And, you know, because of of fears of tomorrow and regrets of yesterday, you know, tomorrow and yesterday are twin thieves that rob us of today. And today is all that we have for sure. Today is the day of salvation. And so we need to be wise about today.
4: very true people and tonight's makeup is brought to you by Mary Kay in case you're noticing I'm finally wearing a darker lipstick <laughs> I know a couple of you noticed so just I'm just telling you my Mary Kay order finally came in because I finally I finally um got some money to pay for it so <laughs> anyway okay so uh so check out Pam's thing I hope you join it uh, I hope you join us in Daily Disciples, and those of you who are participating in, in reading the Word with me, thank you for doing that. I love it. It's You guys are encouraging me more than you know, you know? Uh, so, anyway, so what we're going to do now is we're going to uh, read some news, <clears throat> talk about some news. So, let's look at the megachurch pastor who says that abortion is consistent with Christianity. And that, uh, he will fight to keep it legal. <laughs> right. This, this is actually over on christianheadlines.com. And, um, uh, you know, it's funny when I, when I talk about Bible news radio in my, my networking community, when people ask what I do, um, and I tell the name of the show, Bible news radio, I often hear people that will say that, um, Well, what do you, what do you mean? There's, there's news about the Bible. And I'm like, yeah, every news story has something to do with the Bible because the Bible has to do with everything. Okay. You might not think so, but whatever. So it says here, a pastor of a Georgia megachurch, who also is running for us Senate said last week, he believes legalized abortion is quote consistent with Christianity. And he would quote fight to ensure it remains legal. Right there, I don't have to read anything else to know that this man is completely unbiblical because the Bible says in Psalm 139 that God fearfully and wonderfully made you. He knit you together in your mother's womb and that all of his works are wonderful. Um, The Bible also says in the Ten Commandments, Thou shall not murder. And abortion is murder, just so you know. All right. Anyway, so this guy, Raphael Warnock, senior pastor at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, and a Democratic candidate, naturally, trying to unseat Republican U.S. Senator uh, Kelly Loeffler in November's election, made the comments to WGAU's Tim Bryant. Bryant asked Warnock how the pro-choice views of the Democratic Party, quote, square with his, quote, role as a minister and a leader of a church, A man of God. I believe that health care is a human right, said Warnock, who has served as senior pastor of the church since 2005. And I believe that it is something that the richest nation in the world provides for its citizens. And for me, reproductive justice is consistent with my commitment to that. Here's what we're... Okay, let's get to... Okay, so this pastor is calling abortion reproductive justice. My question is, for who? Re- reproductive justice for who? The the woman that got pregnant? The man that impregnated her? Most likely out of marriage, by the way. That's the majority of it. Um, but let's just say, what about the baby? Does not this man of God, and I put that in quotes, does not he believe that that baby is a human being that God created in his image? Instead... This article goes on to say that this guy said, I believe unequivocally in a woman's right to choose and that that decision is something that we don't want government engaged in. That's between her, her doctor, and her minister. And I will fight for that in the United States Senate and at the same time continue to fight so women can receive that kind of services that they need in order to have a healthy pregnancy and healthy babies. We have a maternal death rate in this in this." country that is exceedingly high particularly to be the richest country in the world well may i be blunt and just say that's a load of crap (laughs) that's a load of crap okay just saying Referencing his career as a minister and in public service, Warnock added, I've been focused on women's health, women's choice, reproductive justice that is consistent with my view as a Christian minister, and I'll fight for it. Bryant then asked, do you think it's consistent with God's view that God endorses the millions of abortions we've had in this country since Roe v. Wade? Warnock responded, I think that human agency and freedom is consistent with my view as a minister. Interesting, he didn't quote the Bible anywhere in his answer. Probably because he doesn't open it up and read it. Uh, and guess who? This Listen to this. Ebenezer Baptist has more than 6,000 members and is affiliated with the Progressive National Baptist Convention and Planned Parenthood has endorsed this idiot. Okay, Just so you know, if Planned Parenthood is, a, is endorsing your pastor and minister of God, then, uh, just so you know, that's a hireling in the pulpit. Okay? Because Planned Parenthood is of the devil. And their whole goal is to kill people. And they've done it well. And their marketing is as stupid as all get-out people. I mean, you talk about the marketing of evil. Planned Parenthood, the, the idiots behind... I mean, Margaret Sanger first of all was evil. She was straight from the pit of hell. And so much so that in this election cycle, they they are actually trying to distance, Planned Parenthood is actually trying to distance themselves from their founder, who whose goal was to wipe out black people, right? You're talking about all black lives matter or black lives matter. Uh, they don't know, not really. If you're a Democrat and you're voting for for, if you're a Democrat and you're voting Democrat, you're... You don't believe all Black Lives Matter. You don't. You don't believe that because if Planned Parenthood is supporting you, your goal and your money is supporting killing Black people. Just saying, babies that are Black are people too. And even if you don't like it, right? And one day I'm going to tell you, one day you will be held accountable for that. You that blood is going to be on your hands. Uh, and this pastor. If he is even remotely saved, I would not want to be him on J- judgment day. Randall?
1: Um, I'm still still reeling from reproductive justice. Ugh, what is crazy. a reproductive injustice? Reproduction, as far as I know, is whether it be you know whatever phylum, you know, where it be among insects to human beings You know, everything in between, reproduction is reproduction, male, female, mating, having offspring. That's just what happens. When is there an injustice? It's it's, it's just like, I don't know, introducing the idea of justice or, you know, injustice into reproduction. Reproduction is, it's just, okay, reproductive justice. I mean, it's like, um, we want weather justice or, you know, <laughs> there are weather injustices across the world. I mean, weather is weather. It is, you know, it is what it is. Um, uh, I mean, we're not talking about food supply. We're not talking about, you know, criminal proceedings or whatever. It was reproductive justice. Certain people shouldn't mate or... Or prevented from mating, or certain animals, you know, what is repro- you know, reproductive justice? Throw justice at it; it sounds more noble. You know, it certainly, as you point out, is injustice. It's an injustice to the offspring. It's injustice the baby that's conceived.
4: Yeah. Well, you know, Rachel uh, said that's well, where. Since, since healthcare is a right, then how about healthcare for the baby? Yeah. You know. Hmm? You know, I mean, you guys look. I mean, you're clear thinking people. If you're pro-life look, I have liberal friends that are actually pro-life. Okay? So not all liberals are, are stupid in that regard. But what I can say and and yeah, I know, how to win friends and influence people. Well that's not what this show is about, to be honest. The show isn't about winning friends and influencing people. This show opens with the scripture that We need to expose the unfruitful deeds of darkness. In case you didn't know that, right? It's every, it's in the opening, you know, that that's what we do. And I try to be loving about it. But, you know, frankly, sometimes you need to be a little bit direct with knuckleheads. Even Jesus was. Okay. Uh, (laughs) They're so like live action. Lila Rose, who's a young lady. Great work with live action. You know, they have done so many undercover videos exposing the wicked evil of Planned Parenthood, the barbaric activity that happens within Planned Parenthood. I don't know how many people you've counseled that have had abortions who struggle with the fact that they've had abortions. Some of you in my audience, you're my friends. I know you've had abortions because you shared that with me and you've been forgiven and you know, but the struggle is real. You know, the anniversary date of that death, that choice. You know, do you know that some married couples have had abortions, and as a result of that, they get divorced often? Um, You know, abortion is not good for anybody. It's not good for the women, it actually kills many women. You know, it's not good for the men. I mean, one of my friends, Matt Barber, he, you know, heads up a ministry too. You know, he's he's a guy that paid for an abortion. And, you know, he's one of the most staunch pro-life pe- people out there. You know, after he got saved and he knew what was going on, you know. I mean, we can't condemn people who are unbelievers, who are blinded in darkness of this. But somebody who claims to be a Baptist minister, are you kidding me? This guy needs to have his butt kicked out of the church, period. Um, he's an apostate and he, he's... Um, yeah, anyway, that's all I'll say before, you know, I get really on a rant. Um, but just know that. Another thing going on, talking about the leftist Christians or progressive Christians, uh, is the tax on Franklin Graham. Okay? Now, look, I'm not a huge, massive fan of Franklin Graham. I'm going to be honest. I'm just not. He's done some things that have bothered me. Uh, but... What I will say is I don't think he's been treated fairly either. Hi, Kim. I see you over there on uh, YouTube. Thanks for saying hi. That way I know you're there. Um, so over on ChristianHeadlines.com, there's an article titled a Petition Calls Samaritan's Purse to Remove Franklin Graham as President and CEO. Now, if you don't know, Samaritan's Purse is the ministry that Franklin founded after he came back as a wayward Christian. He was a prodigal son, uh, in fact. Um, anyway, he came back to the Lord. He established Samaritan's Purse as a, a Christian relief aid, aid agency, which is a wonderful thing. Um, but <clears throat> a, a left-leaning Christian activist organization called Faithful America,
1: <laughs>
4: the irony, Uh is urging Samaritan's Purse to remove evangelist Franklin Graham as its president and CEO after he prayed at the 2020 Republican National Convention. Right? Now, we just saw that last week.
1: So divisive.
4: Uh Uh-huh. Last Friday, the group made a petition entitled, Tell Samaritan's Purse Franklin Graham's Hateful Pro-Trump Politics Are Ruining Your Credibility. In the petition, the group asserted that if the directors of Samaritan Purse, quote, truly believe in their purpose of sharing God's love, unquote, They would oust Graham. The final night of the 2020 Republican convention began with a bipartisan appearance from notoriously homophobic preacher, Franklin Graham, who prayed, I thank you tonight for our president, Donald J. Trump, in the mighty name of your son, the petition stated. Standing behind a Trump-Pence campaign sign, uh, Graham also used Jesus's name to give thanks for the many blessings we have received these past four years. We would hardly consider family separation, the deadly federal COVID-19 response, rampant corruption, and authoritarianism, or ongoing ongo- systematic racism to be, to be blessings, the group asserted. <laughs> Should we do a fact check like like Facebook does? Should we flag this as fake news? Oh, wait, no. Let's go ahead and look at this and go, hmm, let's see. Who's behind the COVID thing? China? okay uh rampant corruption the democratic black lives matters which happens to be founded by lesbians in case you didn't know that authoritarianism and ongoing systematic racism also having to do with black lives matters which was founded by lesbians uh just so you know while faithful America commends Samaritan's Purse for their important work for the sick, oh yeah, and the poor, Graham's hateful politics and support President Trump is damaging the credibility of the international Christian Aid Organization. The group then asserted that if directors of Samaritan's Purse care about their credibility and if they truly believe in their purpose of sharing god's love, then Graham's hateful support for Trump would show them that hateful time- support
1: <laughs> what kind of support is hateful support? <laughs> That doesn't very supportive. <laughs> well,
4: this t- well they, they would find a new chairman, a CEO. Well, anyway. Okay, I'm not going to go on and read the rest of that blather. But what I will say is I want you to see how hateful our current president is. Uh, because I'm, I guarantee you that you didn't see this on the news, right? You did not see the video that we're about to show you on the news. Um. President Trump recently pardoned John Ponder. And I don't know how many of you know who John Ponder is. I didn't know who he was either. But he was a criminal. He spent time in jail. Uh, he did his time He, you know, for the crimes he committed, which was burglary. He became born again, got saved, radically saved. Him and the FBI agent that arrested him became buddies, good friends, and Ten years ah, later, as he's out of jail, President Trump has pardoned him. So let's watch the video. It's about six minutes. I'm sure you didn't see it on your evening news because, you know, they don't want to show you stuff because this might like upset them, you know, especially because the left people are more like, well,
1: doesn't you know, fit their narrative,
4: the, the leftists want, you know, all the Christians to be in jail. They don't they don't care about the criminals. So, um, <laughs> show me how many atheist organizations, you know, have founded ministries to people. Uh, Can you, I mean, or how many LGBT activist organizations have founded ministries to help other people besides themselves? Okay, yeah, you can't, you can't do it. Okay, let's watch the video.
3: Two years ago, I was honored to tell John Ponder's story of transformation in the Rose Garden on the National Day of Prayer. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome him back to the White House. John's life is a beautiful testament to the power of redemption. John grew up without his father. As he tells it, my mother was strong, but she wasn't able to keep us out of the gangs and off of the streets. And they were violent streets. At the age of 38, he was arrested for bank robbery. While John was in prison, he began reading the Bible and listening to Christian radio. One day, he heard Reverend Billy Graham on the radio proclaim, Jesus wants to be Lord of your life. On that day, John dedicated his life to Christ. He spent the rest of his time in prison studying the Bible. When he was released, he heard a knock at his door. It was the officer who put him in jail, FBI Special Agent Richard Beasley, who said, I want you to know that I've been praying for you. Now, Richard and John are best friends, and we are grateful that Richard is here with us today. In the last 10 years since John was released, he has created one of the most successful reentry programs, Hope for Prisoners in Las Vegas. I was glad to speak there earlier this year. As John says, Hope for Prisoners is a movement that began as a dream in a tiny prison cell and is now making a difference in the lives of thousands, truly bringing hope that there is an opportunity and a community that is waiting and willing to offer them a second chance. John, we honor your devotion to showing returning citizens that they are not forgotten. We believe that each person is made by God for a purpose. I will continue to give all Americans, including former inmates, the best chance to build a new life and achieve their own American dream, and a great American dream it is. Now I'd like to ask John and Richard to say a few
0: words. I can't tell you how grateful I am to have the opportunity to speak here today. Not so long ago, my life was running from the police, fearing the police, and avoiding the police. Not because of anything that the police had done to me personally, but due to the animosity I had allowed to grow inside of me, making me believe that they were my enemy. But today, praise God, I am filled with hope a proud American citizen who has been given a second chance. My transformation began in a prison cell where I found myself a three-time convicted felon facing yet another sentence. I gave my life to Jesus and made him a promise that I would spend the rest of my days helping others like me. My first help and support came from the unlikeliest of places, the FBI agent who arrested me, Richard Beasley. He is now a dear friend and has been a source of encouragement to me throughout my entire journey. I am grateful for the men and women of the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department who volunteer their time to people who are returning to our local community after incarceration. These are the real life heroes who put their lives on the line every day armed with the promise that they made to protect and to serve have made a tremendous impact in the lives of men and women reintegrating back into our society. My hope for America is that formerly incarcerated people will be afforded the opportunity to take advantage of the fact that we live in a nation of second chances. My hope for America is that law enforcement and people in the communities across our country can come together and realize that as Americans, we have more in common then we have differences. My hope for our great nation is to continue on this path we are on of being the most prosperous country in the world.
2: I'm so proud of John with his life's turnaround and for all the lives that he's helped to change. It may be hard to believe that, as a retired FBI agent, one of my best friends is a person I arrested for bank robbery. When I met John 15 years ago, he was angry, scared, frustrated, and anxious about his future. On the drive to prison, I stopped at a convenience store and bought John a coffee and a donut. After he was sentenced, John sent me a necktie and a note thanking me for treating him like a gentleman. Five years later, when he got out of prison, John called me and wanted to meet for lunch. He was a different man. He talked about starting a reentry program for men and women coming out of prison. Over time, John earned the trust and respect of the law enforcement community, many of whom volunteer in John's Hope for Prisoners program. I'm grateful for President Trump's commitment to criminal justice reform. On February 20th of this year, he was the guest speaker at the Hope for Prisoners graduation. He stayed much longer than scheduled to hand out diplomas to the 29 men and women who graduated that day. What a sight. The most important man in the free world, shaking hands and pledging his administration's support to ex-offenders. Their families were there, the community was there, what a great second chance. I also appreciate President Trump's support for law enforcement. I always felt like I had strong support as an FBI agent, but there's nothing worse than knowing you're being second-guessed when you're doing your job. In certain parts of our country right now, law enforcement doesn't feel like they have the support from their local leaders. They're being painted with a broad brush, unfairly, with calls for defunding. But as President Trump knows, the overwhelming percentage of law enforcement officers are good, smart people who are doing their jobs very well and they can change the world working with people like John. Thank you. So now I'd like to
3: invite John's wife, Jamie, to join us as I grant John, I'm not sure you know this, a full pardon. So I don't know if you know that, Jamie. Come on over here. It's just an honor. And uh, you have done incredible work. Thank you, sir. And all of Las Vegas and all of Nevada and all of every place in this country is very proud of you. The job you've done, bringing people back. And you're right, I was supposed to be there for five minutes. I stayed for an hour and a half because it was so interesting to me. Congratulations to both. Thank Thank you, sir. Richard, thank you very much for the job you do. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank Thank you. Okay, I think I'll give it to Jamie, what do you
1: think?
4: (laughs) All right, I don't know if that made you cry, but that totally made me cry the first time I saw it. It teared me up right now because, you know, I don't know if you saw that on your liberal media. but what I'm, you know, the, the funny thing is, I know the naysayers out there will go, well, here's President Trump. Trump, He's trying to cater to the Christian right and the evangelical fundamentalist wacko vote. But if you don't see it on the regular media, how is that possible? Just saying. Um,
1: I... what about separation of church and state. How can I be talking out there about Christ <laughs> and all that kind of never had such a more we've never had a more hateful president in the white house spreading that kind of hate and and you know just divisiveness when you start saying things like god and redemption name of christ you know how can that do anything but bring division and destruction in this nation you know, there's uh, any clear thinking person would understand that words like that uh, just mean exclusion, um, exclusion, hate. and how many,
4: how many of you guys heard about this? Put a one if you did, because I, I want to know. Maybe I missed it. I don't watch the liberal media, so I wouldn't have seen it anyway if they had. But I'm g- going to guess you didn't see it. Put a one if you saw it. Put it like, no, I didn't see it or something. Put any other number if you didn't see it. Because, you know, I know you guys watch TV more than me. Um, But, you know, I I just think, I mean, you think about Mm. it. There are people from previous administrations that they have pardoned, like, royal criminals, people. I mean, we're talking people who've done really nasty stuff that have not been redeemed. They have pardoned them. And, you know, the people come in and they'll say, oh, well, Trump's trying to do this, blah, blah. Well, I'm sorry. This guy's got a clean record. He's, you know, (laughs) he's done his time. He repented. He's born again. Oh, my gosh. You know.
1: I may lament for a moment. There oh, there was a time in feel this free. Feel There free was a time remember. in this nation and we got other stories to do so I'll try to make another minute. Okay. There was a time in this nation when movies like um what what was it with the uh, come on Jimmy Stewart no you know he gets to see what, his, what the world would be like without it's a wonderful it's life. A wonderful life? Yeah. Oh, you know, stories
4: you, you were you were having an old man fart there. Uh, uh, <laughs> Randall's a curmudgeon, in case you didn't anyway, know that. Today we're driving to me back to the chiropractor, and he's, he's like... Now, I, I think goes,
1: I'm... I'm trying to be quick about this, <laughs> and you're going to stick in this parenthetical three-minute thing, and then you're, you're going to tell me that I talked too long.
4: I don't care. Go ahead, bareface.
1: Anyway, you know, there was a time when people turning a new leaf talking about things like redemption ministers that kind of thing you know even though everybody didn't buy into it like that comedian says you know everybody said merry christmas you know merry christmas mr lowenstein you know even because it was a general you know this is this is goodwill right you know toward men it was accepted but now franklin graham supports a president who says things like redemption and christ and that's just divisive and hateful and he needs to go he's he's you know excluding people not of faith and Anyway, and it's just sad times that we live when, hey, even if you don't buy into Christianity, that's cool. Understand that it's not about beheading people and and you know making people's lives miserable and establishing totalitarian governments and you know things that traditionally left leaning politics do ultimately with socialism turning to communism, etc. I mean you know, if you don't buy into the religion, I wish you would. But you know, understand that it's 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 well-meaning. Back to these days.
4: Back to me, Timmer. <laughs> I love Timmer. Awesome. <laughs> Only Phyllis will get that. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> uh I am um, I. So thank you guys for sharing on periscope. I appreciate it. And nobody said yes that you'd seen that story. So aren't you glad you tuned into my show? Aren't you? Cuz that was good news. All right. So, speaking of uh scammer types, um how many of you use Amazon? I do, and I'm about this close to canceling my Amazon Prime membership, just so you know. And for so many reasons, uh you know, but you know i will say i i will say one reason why i'm seriously considering canceling my amazon prime membership is because um they have started to ban uh books that help homosexuals okay that really bothers me it bothers me on so many levels that some of my friends who've written books about their testimony and how they've been delivered from homosexuality they no longer will carry their books uh you know it- uh, aside from a lot of other things, right? Um, so that's one reason. And it's tough, because I'm going to say something. Amazon has great customer service. I've never gotten a product on Amazon that I've had a problem returning or anything like that, and I find a lot of my stuff there because it's cheaper. Of course, they undercut everybody. Uh, but what I will say is that... Um, You know, it's kind of a love-hate. I have a, I personally have a love-hate relationship with Amazon because I know what they're doing to Christians and I know what they're doing to people in particular who are, uh, trying to share their testimonies and they're, they're removing them and they won't let them even sell their books there. With that said, um, there is a new brushing scam, uh, on Amazon and, um, and I'm not, I don't really even need to read the, the article, Randall, but just kind of share the gist of this. Um, so how many of you have heard of this? Okay. So the um, brushing scam is basically where some, somebody orders something like an overseas seller on Amazon. They'll send a product to your house that you didn't order, you didn't pay for, there's no return address or anything. And and the way that they do this is they do it in order to, quote, sell a legit product, but then they go and review it themselves, give them a good review so that their products are being bumped up in the ratings on Amazon. Um and the the articles, and there's a couple of articles um that highlight a couple of things. Number 1, This is not a victimless crime. In fact, this was actually addressed in my local Facebook group because people around here in my neighborhood are getting this. They're getting stuff that they didn't order. So this is one thing you can know. If that's happening, your data has been breached. And what I can also tell you is that your data has been breached on Amazon. Amazon has been a part of a huge data breach um, in the past. So that's one thing. Um... You could also be at the mercy of these scammers because you have no control over what you receive. So, remember when those China seeds were showing up? That's a big part of this as well. You know, we don't know what the heck. You know, what if some knucklehead decides to send you contraband or something, okay? So, you don't know. You don't know what you're opening. And uh, what they are warning, the Better Business Bureau, Bureau and all that, is that as a result of these scams, you could be incurring a higher rate of product as a result of these evildoers that are doing this. Um, and I could tell you all the time, uh, and, I, and I have done this, I have been a reviewer for, re, for legit companies that send product to review. And here's something you know, if somebody approaches you and says, will you review my product? I'm an Amazon seller, uh, go buy it for me and then I'm gonna give you a PayPal refund. Don't do it. They have the ability to give you an Amazon credit card and for you to go buy the product with the coupon code or the credit card or the Amazon card that they give you and you can do it. You never pay to do a review, people. Never. And there are a ton of them. And the reason I know this is because I was a part for a long time of an organization that did legit reviews. And then Amazon changed their rules. And so all these sellers then started to try to undercut and go around and, and do all this other stuff. Well, this is this is exactly what this is. This brushing scam is exactly that. I actually got just last week a woman from China contacted me through my Bible News Radio Facebook page wanting me to review products. And I told her, no. <laughs> you know it's always an led light or some slippers or, or i mean it's 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 junk right i mean it's it's really chunky stuff but whatever anyway all that to say here's a couple of things i recommend doing if you haven't done it lately number 1 you always notify amazon if this happens make sure that they know report it as fraudulent number 2 change your account passwords in fact one of my friends on facebook recently said hey Amazon just asked me to change my account password. That's never happened. Well, now you might need to. And I'm going to tell you, you really do need to. In fact, today or tomorrow, whenever you get some time, you really should go through all your accounts and change all your passwords. You should do it frequently. Because the hackers and the scammers are, they're out there. Uh, And I know because I have all my stuff covered by ID Shield. And I get alerts every single week from at least something that I'm having monitored. Um, All right. And here's the other thing. Uh, If you do get something, you have a right to keep it. Okay. I mean, you know, who doesn't like free stuff, but I mean, you never, you know, that's not the point. The point is these people are criminals and they're really trying to, um, they're trying to undercut, you know, stuff. So just be warned, uh, if you don't have ID Shield, I would highly recommend you get it. Uh, because not only does, is it the best reputation management system out there, but it's also the most affordable and it covers more than you can even imagine. And you guys can get in touch with me if you want to get that through me. Um, and Shield, if you don't have your will done or anything like that yet, you should get that done. It's important. Um, lastly, the other thing I'll say is if you... Uh, haven't yet donated to Bible News Radio yet, and you want to, you can go over to our website, BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. When you give through there, any amount, that is now talk, uh, it's tax deductible. So um, we're, we're actually a 501c3. Yeah, we are. It's weird to say it. I haven't been for a long time, but now we are. Heart Tug International uh, is our nonprofit. So uh, feel free to support us over there if you don't mind. All right. So, I don't know how many of you are aware that bisexuality now uh, is a huge thing. Um, And what I can tell you is that um, on Twitter, a couple days ago, I was kind of going through Twitter because I I know I told you that somebody deleted my Twitter account. My Stacey Harp Twitter account that's been up since 2009 or something with 18,000 followers was just deleted. Just completely deleted. Twitter hasn't done anything for me. I tried to notify them, they didn't do anything. Well, a couple days ago, I was in that account and bisexuality, bisexual month was trending. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. But not really. I mean, it's, it's it's you know, you got homosexuality, you got lesbianism, you got bisexuality, you got transgenderism. The bisexual community has felt left out for a long time because the gay community and the trans community has gotten all the press. So now we got the bisexual community. Um, And we have Disney, which is by and largely led by the homosexual community, uh, confirming its first bisexual lead character in an animated series titled The Owl House, which features a 14-year-old girl named Luz Dancing with a girl who has a crush on her at her prom. Yeah, we can't make this up. (sighs) So it says here, Disney now has its first ever bisexual lead character thanks to the Disney Channel animated series, The Owl House. Following the debut of a recent episode in the series, show creator Dana Terrace revealed on Twitter that the series lead character, Lou's, Nocita, I guess, a Dominican-American girl, is definitely bisexual. The Owl House, which premiered in January, centers around a 14-year-old Luz who finds a portal into a fantasy world and attempts to fulfill her dream of becoming a witch while attending school there. Yeah. And, um, I I just, yeah, uh, yeah, anyway. So I will just share that, in case you didn't know that. There's more, but I don't need to read more. I think you guys get it, right? How many of you knew about that? Did you know about that? Probably didn't know about that. Did you know about this Randall besides before I read this to you?
1: I did not. Am I am I surprised? No. no. Am I disappointed? Yes. I mean, Disney. Good night. We're Great we're a long way it. from Snow White and Bambi, people. Right. Uh, those are those are yesteryear. Uh, for sure. You know, it's why? Why? Yeah, they've done the gay thing. Now they're doing the bisexual thing. You know, in in cartoons of all things. You know, aimed at.
4: Oh sure, I mean, yeah. comic books are loaded with this stuff.
1: Yeah, and it's so. Yeah. It's uh, like why isn't why is it even a topic, let alone the the premise of. You know the story.
4: So, thank you for whoever muted the person there in the chat room who was calling me a lesbian. I, I love, I love how these trolls come in and they'll say I finally came out of the closet and blah blah. You know, it's so typical of the gay activist community. People sure. who struggle with their own identity, <laughs> which,
1: which, which always. Struck me as funny, because they'll champion is something good. Oh, you know, I'm lesbian, or whatever, and, I, and then I have my rights, and we're special, and all this, and then, well, you're a lesbian. Like, somehow now it's a threat. For you to be one would be a bad thing. For them to be one is to, to celebrate. It's like, which is it? <sighs> anyway, it's just...
4: Well, I'll probably be accused of being bisexual next.
1: Yeah, probably. You know, it's but... like...
4: All right, well...
1: Anyway, yeah, and again, coming from that as an accusation, being it is something we we're supposed to celebrate. So is it is it a noble trait or is it not?
4: Anyway, moving on, Hallmark. You know, Hallmark, the family friendly channel. Uh, unlike lifetime television for women who like to get beaten up constantly and all the domestic violence crap they put on that network. Hallmark now has decided to jump full head on into the gay agenda as well. And I'm sure Candace Cameron Bure, who does a ton of Hallmark movies, is not happy with this. But, uh, but breaking news on um, August 12th of this year, there was the article over on CBNnews.com Hallmark channel proudly presents new film featuring lesbian wedding. Yeah. The Hallmark Channel is fulfilling its promise to include projects that feature LGBTQ storylines and characters. On August 15th, the network will premiere the film Wedding Every Weekend, which features the same-sex couple tying the knot. Two friends who have four weddings to attend over the course of four weeks decide to go to each one together. One of those weddings is for a lesbian couple. Uh-huh. Do we really need to read more of this? No, we don't. Because... It's if you know anything about the media and everything, you know, what I can tell you is what's really interesting to me to watch and I could I could do ten hours a week easy on just the gay agenda alone. In fact I did it for so long I got so sick of it, so I try not to talk about it nearly as much. But the reality is it's still there. Uh, the Trump administration is pro-gay to a degree. Not as pro-gay as the former bisexual president we had, Obama. Uh, but what I will say is that, you know, I know Trump has a couple of homosexuals in his administration, which he's gotten a lot of kickback from the Christian community. So, you know, people who think that Trump is completely conservative, they don't know. He's not. But what I can say is he's done more for the Christian community than Hillary ever would have. Uh, and certainly more than Joe Biden will. Okay. Okay.
1: Well, you know, just to say that, there's a difference between hiring someone for their expertise and hiring someone for their sexuality. Right. Um, and, you know, hey, if the person <laughs> do the job, what they do in the privacy, of, you know, if they do in the privacy of the bedroom, that's, you know, between them and God. And so if you hire someone who's qualified for the job, I would too, you know, irrelevant but they're like with the previous administration it was making that it wasn't oh they just happen to be i'm saying it was because they are there are getting this position and being promoted this because we need to promote this lifestyle and that's a huge difference in my not so humble opinion
4: yeah and if if here's the thing if you're new to the show, let me tell you a couple of things. Number one, if you're new, you, bro- you don't know me. So you don't know my background and you don't know what we've done. And I want one thing I will tell you is that if you go to my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Bible News Radio, and you go in there and you do a search called the marketing of homosexuality to America. What I did was an eight part series. It might be nine. I think it was eight shows. I, and I really probably should finish this series someday, but eight hours is enough, I think. Uh, There's a book called After the Ball that was written by two homosexual activists in the mid-80s, and that book actually outlines the marketing of homosexuality to America. What I did was I literally took quotes from this book written by two homosexual activists, and I put it in PowerPoint and I taught on it for eight hours. So if you actually want to know the history of how all this stuff got marketed to us and all of the techniques that they use to brainwash America, go watch it. Because it's not my words. It's the gay activist words. And, you know, as somebody said, I forgot who it was, but somebody said, if you're going to ever do, you know, if you're going to go to court and, and and try to present a case, you need to know the other side of argument so that you can do your side really well. Well, I know of that other side's argument. I've been inside their conferences. I've read their books, their material. I know who their leaders are. And what I can tell you is that I don't, I totally know what I'm talking about. And anybody who tells me, I don't know what I'm talking about. I already know they don't know what they're talking about, (laughs) just so you know. And my background is as a marriage and family therapist. In Southern California, and when it took, when it took, when I got to the place where I was going to decide to get licensed, and I read that in California, that there was nowhere that I could help a struggling homosexual who wanted help. Not somebody who was being forced to go in and get help, but somebody who wanted, who was like, oh, I'm feeling these feelings. I don't like them. And they wanted to come in and get therapy. I couldn't help them and share the gospel with them. I walked away because I was not going to bow to the state of California and do that. And that was 15 years ago. Here's the other thing. Since that time, the gay lobby has done a fantastic job of banning what the opponents call reparative therapy. Let me just say this. I hate the terminology reparative therapy is a misnomer because if you go if you go to any type of therapy, I don't care what kind, it could be physical therapy or it could be to, to overcome your depression. It's reparative, right? But you have liars, and these people are blatant homosexual activist liars, like Samuel Brinton and others who have made these vile videos on YouTube claiming that they've been violently abused by therapists who they went in and they got brainwashed by in order to solve it's a It's a load of crap. And the APA is bought and paid for by the gay lobby. So you can't believe anything the American Psychological Association says. That is another thing. Completely corrupt. And, um, you know, all that. So anyway, since that time, though, there are now laws that have been passed in at least 30 states, I believe. I think it's up there. I think it's around 30. Where, let's say you have a child who's 17 years old. They come out to you as homosexual. And they're like, I'm not really sure, mom, if I can do this or blah, blah, you know. And, and me as the mom say, well, you know, how, how about we go see a therapist? Maybe we can talk to a therapist and maybe we can help figure this out. It would be illegal in most states now to do that. It's called illegal. They have banned that for minors. Now, if you're over 18 and you go do it, you can do it. But otherwise, it's illegal. Completely illegal. You know, so what I'm telling you is that I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this issue, and I've watched this, and the depravity of man is, is, it's out there. Go read Romans chapter one in your Bible and look at it, okay, because we're seeing it there, and anybody, I mean, part of, part of their um, plan, and this is the part that blew me away when I was reading this, and, and you can go watch the show that I did part of what blew me away was in the beginning of this book. They actually talked about how they knew how deviant homosexuality was and why homosexuals have the rap that they do as bathhouse sex in parks, molesting children, all of that. They openly admit it in this book and they rebrand it. They basically told everybody how they were going to rebrand what a homosexual looks like. And then near the end of their campaign, which frankly, they've been rolling out for over 30 years, okay, they were going to go ahead and just go lay on full with a transgender and then they were going to out come out in the pride parades and they're going to be in all their leather garb and all the stuff that you see today when you're actually looking at what's going on, right? Unless you've been asleep, you've never seen this. It has happened. Pedophilia is Next. NAMBLA, the North American Man-Boy Love Association, their moniker for years has been sex before eight or it's too late. And if you want to know what the hell is going on in California, the the homosexual governor of that state and the lesbians and the, all the other people in California who are running that that state, they are doing everything in their power to, legit, to legitimize pedophilia. The APA has already started to do that. And what I'm going to tell you is... If it happens in California, so goes the nation, you know, and so the election that is coming up in a few months, I think is vitally important, you know, because, I mean, we have seen things, you know, uh, if you follow it too much, it can really, really upset you. You know, Gina, you made a comment, um, the child transvestites in hay clubs, yeah, I mean, it's just sad. Yeah, and, and we've, we've covered all that stuff. But like California, you guys know who Harvey Milk is, right? You probably do if you watch me. So Harvey Milk was a homosexual predator, okay? He got murdered by somebody on the left, by the way. And what I can tell you is that the state of California decided to make him a hero uh, Harvey Milk Day, and, and the Postal Service put him on a dang stamp as some hero because of Stonewall. And I'm like, okay, do people even know who the heck they're celebrating here? Alfred Kinsey! You guys know the name Kinsey? Okay, so the Kinsey Report, Alfred Kinsey was a homosexual predator as well. This pervert did studies on babies and, in sexually stimulated babies, this is a documented fact in his research, right? The ten percent stat that many years ago, Oprah Winfrey, when she first came out, you know, and she started talking about homosexuality and AIDS because that was a thing, and that's another thing. AIDS stands for Acquired Immune Deficiency Syndrome. You know, the original name of AIDS was Gay Related, uh, Gay. It was GRID. 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 Gay Related Immune Deficiency. Okay, the gay activists, homosexual activists wanted the name Grid to they wanted to rename it to AIDS to get rid of gay and the association with gay, even though AIDS was legitimately a homosexual thing. Which, by the way, the background even to that is nefarious as well, because you have people who created the virus and they intentionally targeted the homosexual lobby or not the lobby, but the community in order to kill them. Okay. And of course you're never going to hear that, but Dr. Stan Monteith, who's now dead, he has that documented. And uh, there's, there's a book you can get on the internet if you look it up. What I can tell you, however, is that we have this stuff that is, is rampant and unless the church, votes for the most biblical candidate ever we're not only going to have socialism in this country but we're going to continue to have rampant immorality and crap like that and the church will be shut down because i've said this for years this is not about gay rights or or biblical rights this is a worldview argument that is a clash of worldviews and it's either going to be the gay rights or the christians and the christians like to snooze Oh, we don't want to do that. Oh, gosh. let's take a nap. You know, I fought against Prop 8 when I lived in California. I saw this... Right, I mean, I went nose-to-nose with gay activists yelling and screaming at me. I was in Pennsylvania. The Family Research Council sent me up there for a Justice Sunday event when ACT UP was marching outside of a church that Alveda King and me were at together standing for family values while these gay activists were blaring their horns and and had firebrands and slapping you know pots and you know pans and you know making all this ruckus about their their right to sodomy and you know other stuff uh it's a worldview war and it is it is it's a worldview between good and evil for sure Uh, but you can't call homosexuality evil because then you're of the devil Well, I'm sorry. It is evil. It's bad. It goes against nature. It's sinful. And you can be delivered from it. Period. Um, But anybody who's out here saying, oh, well, no, you can't. Blah, blah. You're a hater. You need to read the book or go watch my series. And I will tell you, I have a a, a, a stepbrother named Kenny who died of AIDS. All right. My dad adopted him. And the man died of AIDS because he was involved in homosexual activity. Okay. And by the way, speaking of that, do you know that they are also now saying there used to be a law where homosexuals could not donate blood because of the whole AIDS thing? Well, you know what? That's all wiped out now. Whatever. We don't have to disclose, you know, if we're doing that. In fact, There are crimes happening all the time with with HIV positive people who are going around, sleeping around, and they're not disclosing that they have that to their partners. It used to be illegal to do that. Now, whatever. It's okay now. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was in that community and sleeping around, I don't think I would want to be sleeping around with somebody who would give me a virus that could kill me, right? I mean, because rest assured, AIDS is still killing people. Go go read the Center for Disease Control's website. It's still there, you know, and let alone the effects of sodomy and all that other stuff that happens on your body because it goes against nature, right? So, yeah, don't tell me that the homosexual lobby and homosexuality is about love, people, because it's not. It's about lust of the flesh and destroying the flesh, and Satan is behind it, And what I can tell you is this attack on humanity because God loves you. He made you in his image. He did not create one person homosexual. And to you idiots out there who who will go, well, what about Ruth and Naomi? What about Jonathan and David? What I can tell you is what about reading your Bible biblically and learning how to understand the word of God instead of looking at it in your stupid way, which is completely unbiblical. Ruth and Naomi, where in the heck was there even a mention of sex between them in any way? I mean, give me a freaking break. And Jonathan and David? Seriously? I mean, you guys. And then you got the perverts, like, like mocking Jesus and making pictures of Jesus with urine on them and all this other stuff. You guys, it is time to wake up and make sure that you do the right thing. By God. Okay? If you think that this country is going to be saved if we don't do anything, you're sorely mistaken. Because that movement, Islam, socialism, and God only knows what else, is already here. And America is under God's judgment. And I have said this for years. And if you know me, you already know that. The very fact, did you know, according to, I think it's the Talmud, right, Randall? That in the end of days, the when the um when 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 the flood happened, that homosexual marriage was rampant during the times of Noah, right? Right. That's okay. Was that the Talmud,
1: um, or the other perhaps. Jewish writings? Well, I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. I can't say with authority.
4: Well, what I know is that the point is, is that. As it was in the days of Noah, so it shall be in the in the days of the Son of Man. Okay? That's what I know. That's what I know. <laughs> and we're there. You know? And, like, going back to Kinsey, right? Alfred Kinsey, a homosexual pervert, molested babies. And the 10% stat that Oprah Winfrey touted years ago, and I, I, I lost my train of thought. That's where I was trying to go back to. <laughs> I just remembered it. Oprah got on quoting that 10% of the population is gay. She quoted Kinsey, who is a homosexual researcher, who molested babies, by the way, and he did studies on prisoners in jail. Okay? Well, gee, there's an interesting sample. You know, that's a legit one, right? First of all, it's a lie. Kinsey, 10% of the population is not gay. It's between 1% and 3% on a good day. All right. And of that, many leave. And of course, that's discounted. And I will tell you one of the most vilified groups of people in the country are those who leave homosexuality and lesbianism and transgenderism and all that. And they start preaching and teaching and sharing about how Jesus delivered them. Those are the most vilified people out there. And that is why Amazon will not carry my friend Stephen Black's book or my friend, um, oh, geez, seriously, what's her name's book? Ann Polk's book from the Restored Hope Network, okay? And by the way, there are ministries out there that still help people. You know, First Stone's Ministries does. The Restored Hope Network does. I know other ministries do. You could still get help. There is deliverance. I have never met one homosexual, lesbian, transgender person that has been happy. They're all depressed. They're all anxious. They all medicate. They all drink. I have some in my family. I know some of you have relatives and sons and daughters who are in that lifestyle. You know it. It's true. Why is that? Where are the happy homosexuals who don't drink? Who don't do drugs? Who aren't on antidepressants or anti-anxiety medications? Who are holistic in all their ways? I mean, you can't show me one. You can't. Because that community does everything that they can to medicate because they're suppressing the truth that they know and their conscience is being seared. And God will give them a lot. But... It will get to a point where if they decide that's it, God's going to give them over to a reprobate mind and that will be it. You do not want to go there because your eternal destiny isn't heaven. And here's the other thing. In Romans, it says if you are somebody who advocates on behalf of that community, and I'm paraphrasing, but if you're blessing this, you're just as bad. And I know those are fighting words, and I'm sorry if that bothers you, but that's what God's word says. And his word is holy, and it's to be obeyed and understood. I don't care, and God doesn't care if you like what he has to say or not. He's God, and you're not. And one day, every knee is going to bow, and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He's the one that makes the rule. And I don't know about you, But when I think about the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross and the brutality of that for my sin, just my sin alone, because I know me, there's no way I would, I would be upset with God for sending me someplace if I didn't accept what he did for me. I mean, seriously, the Lord offers us forgiveness of sin and he laid down, he died for us, this brutal death Because he loves us, we just go, spit in his face about it. You know, tell God off. You know, I'm sorry, but there is a world review war. And there is a war between good and evil. Jesus and the devil. And the devil is very real. And his job, if he could deceive you, and he does. Because Jeremiah tells us, the heart is deceitful above all else who can know it. And I'm going to tell you something. I know people in this community who are Christians and they believe that it's okay to be in that community. And I'm going to tell you, you are sorely deceived and God's grace is not going to cover you in this because his word is clear. And if you look at his word and you don't believe his word the way it's written, that's on you because you're going to be held accountable someday. And it's not going to be by me. It's going to be. By God. Just saying. So, Randall, you might want me to calm down right now. I'm just irritated because I get so sick of it. I get sick of the lies. And you know what? Are we going to love people to hell people or are we going to love them to heaven? Mm -hmm. Right?
1: Right. Right. Yeah. This idea that we can just... um... You know, be, be passive about these things is, I believe, sorely mistaken. Uh, the word tells us that uh, to him who knows to do good and does it not, it is sin. And uh, that if we see, you know, someone going, um, you know, in into the pit, into death, that, you know, weird to intercede. And that uh, will, I'm trying to think of where that is. And so I'll be basically the if you see someone basically going to their death and you do nothing about it, you won't be held guiltless. So sobering words, sobering thoughts, but yeah.
4: Yeah. Okay. So TR wants to know
1: um,
4: he says here. Uh, Do you have any suggestions regarding how to introduce this truth to a lost person? So,
1: Which truth? Which
4: truth? Are you talking about the gay issue or are you talking about the Jesus issue, the gospel issue? Because honestly, the number one way, and and you know, it's funny. um, The number one way to share the gospel, if you're a Christian, in my opinion, is to share your testimony first. Share your testimony, because people can't argue with your testimony. They might want to try to, oh. like they do with my friend Stephen Black. They'll say, "Oh, you know, you're still you're a closeted guy and blah blah etc." and blah blah blah. You know, share your testimony. So, share your testimony. Um, but then the other thing, okay, to the to the gay guy to being gay. So, like, what do you mean more specifically, like about? what the Bible says about being gay or why they believe they're gay. Here's what I'll tell you. And I have people that completely deny this, but the truth is, is this is reality. Homosexuality has been marketed to America for the last 40 years. Okay. So anybody under 40 that dabbles in this issue or has been ensnared by it because they're teaching it to kindergartners. Okay. They are. I mean, it's sick. They've been doing it for years it's sick okay
1: it's not because we're evolved and we're suddenly woke and you know we we, we've now we're just more sensitive to this has always been around and we just we're just more accepting loving no it's 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 been jammed down our throats
3: no yeah
4: so so they've been marketing it and frankly you know marketing is you know you can be brainwashed through marketing i mean we all are right um if they're somebody that says, well, I never had," Okay, because this is what you'll hear. Well, I never... I was never abused. You know, I don't have the attachment issue that you claim that happens with homosexuals, blah, blah, blah. Well, then I would say you've been a victim of the marketing. Because, uh, you know, if your school is teaching it and then your church is teaching it and all this other stuff, well, then you've been marketed and you've been lied to and you've been brainwashed. <clears throat> if a person is gay and are a Christian who says it's okay... Well, those people are deceived, flat out, okay? And, um, I I would, I would personally refer them to Ann Polk. That's what I would do. I would say, you know, I know this woman who heads up a ministry called the Restored Hope Network, and she's written some books, but, you know, you could give that ministry a call and you could talk to them because Ann has been there and, um, she has the heart of compassion to lead those people. Uh, me, I do as well. However, I won't put up with crap. And I won't put up with people lying to my face and 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 BS to me. I just won't do it. That's not my gift. My gift is calling it out. Anne really has the gift of mercy because she gets she gets what's going on in that community because she's been in that community. Her husband was in that community, and sadly, her husband went back into the community and divorced her and left, you know, her kids. Um, of course, they all say, well, you know, see, there's proof you can't change. Well, John, her husband, decided to to just flip God off, just like Randy Thomas did from Exodus International and Alan Chambers, same thing. You know, whatever. You know, Matthew Vines, one of the worst Christian apologists out there, guys full of crap too. Uh, all these guys out there that are promoting gay Christianity are completely unbiblical, and I seriously question their salvation. I don't think you can be gay, bisexual, or lesbian and be Christian. I just don't. I don't see anywhere in scripture where it lays that out. In fact, I see completely opposite of that. You're, you're either... God's way or you're not. And now what I will say is that I do believe somebody can get born again. I believe that they can be saved. And then I believe that they can struggle with that. But if they're on the path of sanctification and they're trying to work that out, you know, and they're trying to abstain and they're getting some help and they have accountability yeah, and all that, I do believe that that's possible. But you can't be somebody who's advocating this sin, living in this sin, and call yourself Christian. That's just Indeed. Not, the very that's first, biblical.
1: first, The very first word of Yeshua recorded in Mark's gospel was repent. Was repent. In Greek, metanoia, a change, a transformation of mind. Yep. As I used to look at things this way, now I'm looking in a completely different way. And I wasn't in that community, but I did my share of drinking, drugs, all that kind of thing hard to believe, and, isn't it? And,
4: my man was a druggie.
1: Yeah, I never dealt them or anything. Well. Um, purchased them. Uh, yeah. Stopped drinking when I turned 21. Um, alcohol was a problem for me. Anyway, um, yeah, when Christ came to my life, I changed my mind about those things. Uh, and so, yeah, when we... We, the more we walk with Christ, you say that process of sanctification. I mean, we still have this flesh, and we still deal with things like that. But when you don't change your mind about th- that things, oh, God is cool with this, you know, abortion is consistent with Christianity, and you know, or no. uh, then, then I have to wonder that doesn't sound like a changed mind. Um, no, th- it's It th- doesn't sound like repentance
4: because they don't read the Bible in the way no. that it was intended, and. You know, and, you know, the, the enemies of me will say, well, you're a hypocrite. Yeah, you are. You know, and you know what? You can call me all the names you want. You can tack how I look. You can call me fat. You can look at my hair and tell me I need a haircut. You can do anything that you want. You can insult me all you'd like. I don't
1: care. That doesn't deal with your relationship between you and God.
4: No, because I really do care about where you go. You know, I really do. In this life and in the next. Yes, I do. Because because you don't want to go to hell. You really don't. You know? You don't. And that's a big issue. And frankly, a lot of pastors are too chicken to talk about it. And I love pastors. But, you know, the church in America is largely apostate. And, um... We are under God's judgment. Homosexuality in this country is God's judgment, just so you know. I know some people won't want to hear that either, but it's true. So is abortion. That's why I say, I mean, immorality. We're the number one purveyor of pornography across the world, people. Yeah. What I will tell you is that we have Christian roots. Yes, we do. Our country does. There, you you can't deny that. Well, you could. You'd be an idiot to deny it. But we, you know. We have christian roots. We have been the nation in the world ha- that has spread the gospel all over the world You know, we have opened our borders. We hope everybody can come here people come to america for refuge, right? But we're also the number one purveyor of evil When it comes to pornography and immorality that we've spread across the world as well and The church needs to repent right and the church has the power to turn america around If we do what Jesus told us to do, you know, and this, this next election, I'm just saying this next election for real, there is no clear distinction between what we've got. And I will tell you, and I've already said this numerous times, so nobody can tell me I've never said this. I don't completely trust Trump. I don't. But between Biden and Trump, there is no choice than to pick Trump, because he, most lines with biblical values. And if you look at Christian persecution, right, which I have done for eight years, I I wrote about Christian persecution for the largest ministry to the persecuted church in the world for eight years. God had me do that for a reason. It was a classroom for me. Christian persecution is coming to this country. And right now it's very soft. It's very, very obvious in California what's going on. Go watch my show last night. Pastors are wanting to quit. Why? Because church people, you know, people don't want to go back. I mean, you know, Islam isn't dead. Islam is here in our country. The Muslims are here. They're going to they're gonna come into the churches at some point. Mark my words. You know, and in a few days, we have an anniversary that we're going to be talking about on September 11th. Okay, September 11th, may we never forget what the underlying religious worldview of the people were that killed our citizens. You know, people who tell me that Islam and Christianity are the same don't know anything. They're lying through their stinking teeth. People who want to merge Islam and Christianity together and make it chris are idiots. Rick Warren would be the number one idiot in the country because he's the one that's actually done that more than anybody rick warren saddleback church in california rick warren purpose-driven life author rick warren purveyor of lies okay the man doesn't know god's word if he actually believes islam is the same thing as christianity i've had so many former muslims on this show women and men they've taught me you know, and their worldview under Sharia is that they kill the infidel. That's why America was attacked. And that's why Israel is attacked. Because we support Israel. Well, biblical Christians do. People like Joe Biden hate Israel. Like Obama does. And Jimmy Carter, by the way. I know some of you love Jimmy. But that, guy's a, that guy is a complete Jew hater. But anyway, so Islam... The theology of Islam is is that you die, you blow yourself up in the hopes, and there's no guarantee, it's a hope, you're dying in hope that you can inherit some virgins up there where Jesus died in my place for my sin to forgive me, okay, just saying. Plus, we don't also want to look at Muhammad and the pervert that that idiot was as well. So, you know, Islam puts women in bondage, by the way. You know, the irony with this whole mask thing is it's completely Islamic, in my opinion. It's bondage. Let's cover our faces. You ever see a woman wear a hijab? I remember when Randall and I, a couple years ago, we went to Oklahoma to do the Prophecy Conference. We were in Oklahoma. We went into some restaurant. It was like a hamburger joint. And this woman came in with a complete hijab, had this thing wrapped around her head, covering her face. You could just see her eyes. And her husband and kid are sitting there with nothing covering their face. And I'm I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the most creepy thing. She was completely oppressed. You can't tell me Islam is good for women. What a load of crap that is. Islam hates women. Islam allows the husband of a wife to rape her. And yet Christianity says that a husband should love his wife as Christ loves the church and lay down her life for her. You tell me, how is Islam and Christianity the same? It's not. Rick Warren should be ashamed of himself for promoting Islam and Christianity and calling it Chrislam. It's a load of crap if I ever heard it. And and if you've read your Bible and you actually got a Quran, and looked at it and looked at what it says, you would know that. But no, we're all about feeling good, Joel Osteen. You know, give me a break, people. You know what? Our country's under God's judgment. <laughs> And I know I'm not popular with a lot of people because I'm telling you the truth. But it's the truth. I've been doing this show for 16 years. I've done a lot of studying. I know a lot of people who are experts in this. And Virginia Prodan even came on this show a couple weeks ago from, you know, talking about socialism. The church is going to go down, okay? If we don't get up. So. We should go ahead and get up and fight for America. Let's be Nehemiah. You know, Nehemiah was charged to build that wall, and what I will tell you is he had a sword in one hand, which represents God's word, and he had a trowel in the other, which represented the work that God had to do. And Nehemiah got sand San ballot sent to him. Sand ballot, and some other stupid idiots came and they mocked him. They're like, hey, you're not going to do God's work. Well, they came and mocked Nehemiah. But guess what? Nehemiah basically said, get the hell out of here. I got, I'm doing, I'm doing God's work. I ain't going to listen to you. That's my version. Go read it. Chapter four, five, Nehemiah. Check it out. So we have a lot of lessons here and I've said a lot. And, um, you know, our time is our time is up. But let me ask you something. Um uh is uh Randall you want to say anything else in closing? Cuz I know you like you like to commentate.
1: uh no. No. It's late.
4: It's late. All right. Okay. Well, everybody, thank you for tu- for tuning in. Um tomorrow night Randall is going to continue the Bible study in Jude. Which, by the way, you should be reading the book of Jude, because if you did, you would understand why we have all this stuff going on right now. Uh, Jude is 25 or 26 verses long. It's one chapter. It's, it's, it's a meaty book, because it takes the Old Testament stuff, what's happened. And it's a warning to us about what's happening in the end times. And mark my words, we're here. We are in the end times. We are in the end of the end times. And um, so the question is, are you ready? If you're not ready, Jesus is ready for you. All you got to do is ask him and confess you're a sinner, confess your sin and repent, and he'll do the rest. You know, that's what I like about Christianity is that you can come to him all dirty and muddied and he'll clean you up. Other religions, they want you to get all clean first and then they'll go, huh, I'm not sure, maybe. They want you to work to heaven. You don't have to work, the Lord will save you by his grace. You know, you're saved by grace, not of works, so that no man could boast. It's a free gift of God. Go read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, 9, and 10. And you will see how much he loves you. Right? Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that he was raised from the dead and you shall be saved. Right, Rachel? That's it. All right. Be bold, stand up, and go with God because he loves you.